Welcome to another edition of the Bible in the News. This is Jonathan Bowen joining you. This week we go to Brussels, to the heart of the European Union, termed the Beast in the Book of Revelation. Over the past few weeks, the European Union have been waging war on American industry to break what they claim are unfair monopolies. This has come to light in a ruling by the European Commission against Microsoft. The politics and business of this specific lawsuit are of no interest to us. What is, is the clout the European Union is wielding around the world with its regulations. An article in The Economist magazine, September 20, 2007, entitled How the European Union is Becoming the World's Chief Regulator, states, One American official states flatly that the European Union is winning the regulatory race, adding, There is a sense that that is their precise intent. He cites a speech by the Trade Commissioner, Peter Mandelson, claiming that the export of our rules and standards around the world was one source of European power. The article carries a picture of an EU businessman, dressed and posed in Napoleonic form, armed with the regulations. The article states, Some Eurocrats suggest that the philosophical gap reflects the American constitutional tradition that everything is allowed, unless it is forbidden, against the Napoleonic tradition codifying what the state allows and banning everything else. What is interesting to note in this ruling is that it involves two American companies. The European Union is exerting regulatory power over American businesses, and they have no choice but to swallow it, and this isn't the first time. In fact, in the late 1980s, in a lecture at the University of Quebec entitled An Economic Revolution, Nobel Prize-winning economist Lester Thoreau, former dean of Sloan School of Management at MIT, stated the following. It's always been one of the rights and privileges of the world's largest market to write the rules for world trade. Because if you guard the gates to the world's largest market and say, this is how you play my game, that very quickly becomes the world game. And that's why the British wrote the rules for world trade in the 20th, 19th century, and it's why the United States or North America wrote the rules for world trade in the 21st century. But by that standard, one of the reasons why you want to keep your eye on the common market is the rules for the world game are currently being written in the common market because they aren't just writing the rules for the common market. As they write the rules for the common market, it will be clear a decade from now those are world rules. And you can see it very clear if you look at manufacturing firms today in the world economy. What are they all trying to do? They're all trying to get themselves certified ISO 9000, which is a quality standard. That's a European quality standard. Every firm in North America now has to meet a European quality standard. Professor Thoreau's prediction is coming true. In a more recent book, The United States of Europe, The New Superpower and the End of American Supremacy, Mr. T.R. Reed cites an example of a proposed merger between General Electric and Honeywell. Both companies are American, but the European Union ruled that if the companies merged, they would be banned from Europe because they would constitute too large a monopoly. Even though the federal court in America had already given its approval, the companies could not go ahead for fear of losing the massive European market. Before the Second World War, companies conformed to the rules and regulations of Britain because it was the dominant power. 
Britain's economic influence was crushed during the Second World War and the mantle was taken over by the United States. For the past 60 years, the world has marched to the beat of the American drum, but now that is changing rapidly. The author states, the power that gave Europe the authority to say no was plain enough, sheer market power. The unification of the continent has produced a single market bigger than the United States or Japan. American companies can no longer say to hack with Europe because they need access to the huge European market. Jack Welch of Honeywell states, we have to do business with Europe, so we have no choice but to respect their law. By now you're probably wondering what economics involving America and Europe have to do with the Bible. Well, the book of Revelation describes the nations of Europe as the scarlet-colored beast with ten-horned kings in Revelation chapter 17. The Bible tells us the ten horns which thou sawest are ten kings which have received no kingdom as yet, but receive power as kings one hour with the beast. These have one mind and shall give their power and strength to the beast. Revelation 17 verses 12 to 13. Individually, these powers receive no kingdom. But they receive power as kings when they give their power and strength to the beast. Strong's Concordance defines the first word for power, number 1849, which they receive as the power of rule or government, the power of him whose will and commands must be submitted to by others and obeyed, universally authority over mankind. In order to obtain this power, they must first give up their own power, Greek dunamis, and strength, Greek exousia. Dunamis, or power, is defined by Little and Scott's Greek lexicon as might or authority, military forces, but also the worth or value of money. Exousia, or strength, is defined by Strong's as the power of choice, liberty of doing what one pleases, the rule of power or government, power of judicial decisions, authority to manage domestic affairs. By surrendering their individual military and monetary forces, as well as their liberty of doing what they please on the domestic front, these nations become powerful, a powerful beast, or European Union, for a limited time. This is clearly seen in these rulings. Individual countries could never take on America, the supergiant with its corporations, but as an economic and political bloc, they yield a much greater influence. This power is seen in the Euro. By surrendering power of ruler government to the European Union and exchanging local currency for the Euro, the nations of Europe have power and influence as a bloc. This influence is being exercised over other nations around the world, including the United States. The United Kingdom's pound sterling was the primary reserve currency of much of the world in the 18th and 19th centuries. The dire economic cost of fighting the Second World War and the increasing dominance of the United States in world economics resulted in the sterling losing its status as the world's most powerful currency. Now the euro is climbing the ladder. Reuters, on September 17, 2007, quoted former Federal Reserve Chairman Alan Greenspan as saying, It is absolutely conceivable that the euro will replace the dollar as reserve currency, 
or will be traded as an equally important reserve of currency. He stated the European Central Bank has developed into a global economic force to be taken seriously. United States Senator Ron Paul stated in January of this year, the euro, the new currency created only five years ago and used by most European nations, has supplanted the United States dollar as the most widely used form of cash internationally. There are now more euros in circulation worldwide than dollars. Nations still hold more American currency in reserve, 66.7%, than any other currency. However, the euro has risen, or had risen, to 25% by the year 2006. In September of this year, Venezuela announced it was replacing much of the US dollar reserve with euros. Iran has followed suit this week, demanding that trading for oil be done in yen or euros. If this trend increases, America could be in serious financial trouble. In June 2006, Thomas Pally of the Global Policy Forum stated the U.S. government gets an interest-free loan from the hundreds of millions of dollars held offshore. Printing a $100 bill is almost costless to the U.S. government, but foreigners must give more than $100 of resource to get the bill. That's a tidy profit for U.S. taxpayers. The U.S. government's budget depends on the purchase of U.S. dollars and revenues these bring. If countries continue to move towards the euro, America will be in trouble. This phenomenon is a fulfillment of Revelation chapter 17. By subordinating their economic, political, and military power to the European Union, small, powerless nations are able to take on the, on the mighty United States of America. The U.S. will continue as a force to be reckoned with, for Daniel chapter 11 verse 40 tells us it will push at the king of the north in the time of the end, triggering the invasion of the Middle East. However, Europe will continue to grow stronger. Eventually they will believe they are strong enough to take on the Lord Jesus Christ himself when he returns. We read, these shall make war with the Lamb. However, they won't get very far, for the Lamb shall overcome them, for he is Lord of lords and King of kings, and they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Revelation 17, verse 14. As we watch the Bible in the news, let us make sure we are faithful to the call, so that we can be amongst those chosen when the Lord returns. Join us next week for another edition of The Bible in the News. www.bibleinthenews.com